Welcome to It Just Means Less, where we talk all things SEC sports. Here are your hosts, Wells Perrigan and Jacob Holman. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the It Just Means Less podcast. I'm your host, Wells Perrigan, here with my co-host, Jacob Holman. What's up, everybody? Today we are here to talk week seven in college football, Jacob, and we have made the halfway point of, or officially over the halfway point of the season, I believe. Um, this is a episode 12 for us. So, you know, we just slowly rise and rise with the number, maybe trying to get a little, maybe hopefully the episodes are getting better and better with each one. Um, Jacob, last week, um, a lot of bye weeks for SEC teams. Um, yeah. Was there anything just that like stuck out to you right off the, right off the bat? Um, I don't know, man. I think, I think Kentucky is a little bit of a fluke. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you and, you and Lane had them both to cover. I didn't. I didn't really trust in the Wildcats that much. And then um, Mississippi State's not that good, man. They're yeah. just. I mean, you got to beat a team like Western Michigan by more than twenty, or by more than what thirteen. So, I mean, overall, LSU um, struggled a little bit till the end. So, and then Alabama obviously kept it close with AM, I think, like everybody thought, but. Um, Overall, solid week, I would say. Uh, love love that the horns go down. Thought, <laughs> definitely thought that would happen. So, definitely didn't think Louisville. Is Louisville, is Louisville back? I mean, were they Six ever? Jeff Brom, you know, he just got something to do that. You know, like the he did that at Purdue one year, and now he's doing it at Louisville. I mean, he's a probably one, a severely underrated coach, in my opinion. Um, I think the main thing that stuck out to me last week was kind of what you're talking about you talked about Kentucky. I'm going to go and say Georgia. Um, looks like a complete game from Georgia. First one we've seen all year from start to finish, in my opinion. Um, I don't know if it was struggling with Auburn or maybe Kentucky, like you said, is just not as good as people thought they were. But Georgia just dominated that game. Um, also, I'm going to go to the Alabama game. I think Alabama was, game was kind of what I thought everybody was expecting. I know Lane said he thought Alabama was going to take care of business pretty good, but I expected the game to be pretty close. And it ended up being, was it a seven-point game? Is that what it ended up being? 26-20, so six. Six-point game. So, came down to the wire. Um, but other, overall, I think other than the Louisville game, I think pretty much everybody went came to it. There wasn't so many surprises. Um, we were talking about Lane last week. Um Jacob went ten and one versus the outright. Very good week for Jacob. Seven and four versus the spread. His super dog was one and one because Georgia Tech covered, but Texas State lost. Gosh dang it! <laughs> I was eight and three versus the outright. Uh, five and six versus the spread. Not the best week for me, but I was one and one for the super dog, which has kind of been the consistent theme for me for the past few weeks. Um, Maryland covered barely, barely yeah. covered, but. Uh, Washington State lost, kind of disappointing there. Lane had a really good week, um, nine and two versus outright, seven and four versus the spread. His super dog was two and zero because Virginia Tech covered and Kansas won. Because why wouldn't it, right? Yeah, I know. Lane, I guess Lane Lowry does no ball, dude. The, uh, it's always the guests. The guests just know more than we do. It seems like. Um, Jacob is seven and. 73 and 17 on the year outright, uh, 43 and 36 on the spread. So we're so, slowly starting to get over that 500 um, slump. Um, let's see. Jacob is, Dude, I believe he's we, five. We, we forgot to do this part. <laughs> I believe Jacob is five and eight versus the Super Dogs. Um, uh, yeah, something like that. And I think I'm eight and five versus the Super Dogs on the season. Um, outright. I am F seventy three wins. Hold on, I'm doing the math as we're talking. <laughs> seventy three and three like, losses from my, my. I was three losses from. Yeah, seventy three and seventeen, just like you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, that's right. We're and, tied. That's right. 
And then versus the spread, we were tied <laughs> going into last week. So you should have two on me now. So that goes to whatever that is. <laughs> um, I believe think it's we would be smarter 41 this. and 38 is my record versus the spread. Right. So I'm still a little behind. Um, outside of uh, not being prepared over the overall results, I think I think we're going ready to jump into this week, Jacob. Um, first game in our agenda is UGA, who is 6-0. 3-0 in the conference play with wins versus South Carolina, Kentucky, and Auburn at Vanderbilt, who is 2-5, and five, and I believe they're on a five-game losing skid, and 0-3 and in conference play. Spread is UGA 31-and-a-half on um, 11 a.m. kick, and uh, I guess it would be 12 a.m. or 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, but 11 a.m. our time. And um, I don't think this one's going to be close, Jacob. I think just as dominated, dominating as Georgia looked last week and Vanderbilt on their five points um, – five-game skid, I believe that UGA is going to win and blow the brakes off of them and cover. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I don't – Vanderbilt's not good. I think I said that, what, after their UNLV loss, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I just – I think Georgia showed – I think Georgia showed um, this past week against Kentucky that they're they're the real deal. And then, like I told you, like I said, I think that – I think they got pissed off after the, the seven-point win at Auburn. So, I think they're um, – I think they're about to show everybody who they are and take care of business and cover the 31 and a half at Betty. Yeah. Oh, I, I just, I did say, I said at the time, but the game is central time. It is an 11 a.m. kick because it's at Vanderbilt. So yeah. um, next, speaking of teams that are struggling right now, um, Arkansas, two and four overall, 0 and three in conference play. They are not going to finish nine and three. Like me and Jacob had them finishing. Yeah. Um, at number eleven, Alabama, who is five and one, three and zero in conference play. Spread is Bama twenty, um, straight up Bama twenty, and the spread or the game is an eleven a.m. kick in Bryant Denny. Jacob, who you got? Oh, Bama wins on homecoming. They cover the twenty. I, I mean, it's eleven a.m. Eleven a.m. kick kind of sucks, to be honest with you, but um. I think they I think they're gonna win and take care of business. Or Arkansas is struggling pretty bad. So yeah. I know they kept it close, kind of close at Ole Miss last week, but I just don't I don't see them keeping it close. I think Milro has a bit another big game. Um I think Burton might have another big game too. Man kind of showed out this past week, but Bama wins and covers. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. You know, there's a chance Arkansas could go in there if the chip on the shoulder. Oh, they made us homecoming. Oh, oh, but it's not going to happen. Alabama is going to blow Arkansas. I say blow them out. You know, 24-point game. I said that's a blowout, wouldn't you? Yeah, you think that's what it is? I think Bama's by 20. That's it. I don't think it's going to be. I think 24 is a good number. I think three touchdowns and a field goal is a good number. Um, KJ Jefferson and Rock Sanders just haven't been able to to get the – to carry that off Arkansas offense and – um. Alabama's looking like they're starting to click now. I'm interested to see that if they'd have played Texas right now, like this time of the year, what would have happened? But um, it is what it is. So Bama is going to blow Woo Pig Suey out. Next on the agenda, it's a little bit of a more of a toss up game in my opinion. Texas A&M is four and two, two and one in conference play. They're at number 19 Tennessee, who is four and one and one and one in conference play. Spread is Tennessee three, and the game is a 2:30 Central Time kick. Um. You know, I've been sitting here every week, and I've been saying Texas A&M is not going to cover the spread. They're not going to win the game. And I said last week that if they beat Bama, I would stop saying that. Luckily for me, they did not beat Bama, so I get to say it again. And Tennessee is going to win the game, and therefore A&M is no possible way of covering. 
So Tennessee taking care of business at home. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think I think A and M. I think the I think the main reason they kept it close last week was because it was at home. Um, going on the road to Tennessee is a different environment. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it gets crazy, crazy up there, especially when they're playing well. And I know they're only ranked nineteenth, but they've they've started playing a little bit better. Who they who did they play last week? They had a bye, so a whole week. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, there's no A and M has no chance. A and M has, I think, if you looked at the matchup predictor and whatever it says, it should say 100-0. Um, I think Tennessee is going to win and take care of business. Yeah, I mean, A and M is cover. Yeah, there we cover. go. A and M is a, your matchup prediction is that is a 56.7 Tennessee's favorite, a 33 or 43.3. There's no way. Whoever made that's wrong. They're wrong. <laughs> They don't know ball in our in our catchphrase. But um yeah. I mean Tennessee had their um had their crappy game versus Florida. I think that then the next game might have um was probably was, their next, was it Miami, Ohio or something like that? No, yeah, it was a nobody. And then they got Vanderbilt. No, I lied. Okay, so they had their crappy versus Florida game. They uh-huh. beat UTSA and then they beat South Carolina. So they've been on a little bit of an uptick since then. So it's just hard to pick A and M right here. Now if the game was at home. Yeah, I might take A and M to win this game, especially a two thirty to six o'clock kick. But being in Rocky Top, I'm going to take. Did I just hear that correctly? You would pick for A and M? Maybe if the game was at home. I said maybe. I said maybe. Um, <laughs> let's go. Next is a uh, Florida four and two, two and one, going to South Carolina, who is two and three. And one and two in conference play. South Carolina is favored by two and is a 2.30 central time kick, 3.30 eastern time. What do you got, Jacob? Right now I have South Carolina, but part of me wants to change that to Florida. Um, I don't know why. I just – no, I'm not changing. Give me give, – what? wait, so which game is CBS? This game is a uh, SEC nation. I think CBS is the A and M. Okay. Game. I don't know, man. I think give me Florida. I think Florida goes in there and upsets them. Um, it's not a night game. I think if it was a night game, it'd be different. But I think that I think Florida's going to go in there, and I think Billy Napier finds a way to win at South Carolina. Maybe Rattler has an off game. Um, could see our good good buddy. Maybe get in or something like that. So I don't know. I, I think um I think Florida's gonna find a way to win that one and upset South Carolina. Yeah. I don't but at that two point spread, you're kind of just sitting here picking the um who you think is that gonna win out right. And I'm gonna stick with my South Carolina pick right here because South Carolina's two and three right now. They're got their next three games is Florida, Missouri, Texas A and M. You lose this game. There's a very good chance that you're sitting at two and six going into Jack State, um, which is the first weekend of November. I think it's a must win for um for Shane Beamer and South Carolina this week. So I think they're they're gonna understand that. And South Carolina did have a bye last week. South Carolina was off last week. Um Florida was Florida I don't know Florida played last week, right? Or did they have a bye? They played at Kentucky. No, they played Vanderbilt because Kentucky was two weeks ago. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, I think that's right. Anyways, South Carolina had the bye. Their backs are against the wall. South Carolina is going to take care of business at home. 
you know, at this point, I, I, it helps that we disagreed because a lot of the rest of them, we have the same. Well, no, not really. But oh, either way, either well, you way. know, for this, it's it's for the um, sake of the show. It's better that we disagree sometimes because then it would get a little boring, you know. Right. Um, we, we wrote the script out. And so we kind of had the script writers where it worked this week. So, yeah. Um, next on the agenda is Mizzou five and one. One on one in conference play after losing um tough game in LSU last week. At number two and twenty-four, Kentucky, who is five and one, two and one in um SEC play. Kentucky is favored by twenty or two point five. And I feel like if this game was in Missouri, Missouri would be favored by two point five. Um the game is a six thirty central uh central time kick. Jacob, does Mizzou get the job done and pull the upset off? Missouri becomes bowl eligible after this game. That I think they're gonna I think they're gonna find a way to win. I think they you know, their offense is really good. Um, what did you say his name was? Luther Borden? Is that his name? Borden? Uh, Luther. Yeah, something like that. Hey, Luther. It, it's you take Bur- Burden. Burden. B-U-R-D-E-N. Ironic. Burden on the defense. Anyways. Um, yeah, I, I think Missouri. I think Missouri is a good team. And Kentucky is maybe, you know, I think their morale is a little low. So I think Missouri is going to find a way to go in there and win that win. At I don't know what they call Kentucky, but Stoopland, whatever I don't know. I think I think it's Kroger Field. Give I think me, that's give me Missouri. <laughs> let me let me see if that's right. Kroger Field. Yep, that's right. Kroger Field, <laughs> which yeah. is a give me terrible Missouri by a million. <laughs> yeah. Um. Reason I'm gonna go. Uh, I believe Luther Burden is um the leading receiver uh in SEC. He win the Heisman. In SEC play, he has 793 receiving yards, which is more than any Auburn quarterback has combined, I think. Um, he has quarterback has combined? All three of our quarterbacks, I think that's more receiving yards than our three quarterbacks. Um, he has 54 catches, 793 yards, um, and five tutties. So he's having a really good year. Um, they moved him. They talked a lot about it on the TV broadcast. They moved him from the outside into the slot this year, and he's just excelled. Um, Brady Cook is throwing the ball really good, even with his crappy haircut. And um, I think Missouri is right there. I'm with right, I'm with you, Jacob. I think Missouri is going to go into Kroger Field and uh, become ball eligible, which, uh, you know, most people, that's a success for Missouri, getting no, the ball no. eligible. Now they're just playing house money at that point. I think I picked him to go 4-8, and eight, so – Better than what I thought they were going to do. I think I had them at five and seven. Maybe I was. I think I was had them at five and seven. Now I'll take care of this next game. I'll I'll take care of the next game whenever we get to it. But go ahead and finish. Okay, finishing out on Missouri. Missouri has um, Kentucky this week, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida. That's a tough little sketch or stretch right there. So I think getting them, getting a win right here and becoming ball eligible this week is a is huge for Missouri. All right, you said you want the next one. This hold on. This Eli. This Eli. What's his last name? Drinkwitz. Is that his last name? Drink. That's right. Does he get an extension if they go nine and three? I want to say he just got one. Did they um, get one? Let me let me see. Uh, they won't Madden when I win Super Bowls back to back to back to back. I get contract extensions all the time. So just didn't know if that's he he got his new contract in November of last year. And he's making seven million dollars right now, so I don't. Maybe they extend them. I don't see how long. It doesn't tell. Two year extension from what is a, a, so through the twenty twenty five season. Yeah, I think that's possible because yeah. we're in the twenty three season right now. So that's only two years out. I think it's possible that you um extend them a little more. 
Yeah. So, all right. This next game, the Auburn Tigers go, who are three and two, zero and two in SEC play, go to number twenty-two LSU, who is four and two, three and one in SEC play after a big win against Missouri last week, comeback win. Um, LSU is favored by eleven. Wells, what are your thoughts on this one? You know, as much as my heart wants to say that I will be in attendance to watch Peyton Thorne throw for 450 yards and Jarquez Hunter run for 100 yards and LSU just has no um no answer for our offense. I I will wake up for my dream if that happens. But um LSU is going to win. Um like you said the spread's 11. I think 17 is kind of that number in my opinion. Um LSU's defense is kind of soft. They've been allowing up a lot of numbers versus Missouri last week. Oh, Ole Miss the week before. I think we can definitely run the ball on them like we ran the ball on Georgia. I think we rushed for like 250 yards versus Georgia. So I think that's possible that we maybe run the ball a lot and limit their offensive possessions. I'm worried about Jalen Daniels running the ball. I'm not so worried about if he's going to be able to throw on our defense. I like our secondary. Um, we're a little banged up, but after the bye week, hopefully we're a little more healthy. I'm worried about containing him on the RPOs and the read options. If Auburn can do that and get up there to that 24-point range, they might pull the upset off. But I think if that if it gets anywhere above 21 to 24 points, um, I think LSU is going to be able to get the job done, which I, I think will happen. So LSU, long story short, Jacob, LSU wins and they covers. Yeah, dude, wake up from your dream. I don't – no, I'm kidding. I, um, I think LSU wins, but like you said, if they can control – um, Daniel's on the run because that's where he's most versatile. I feel like, you know, obviously he can throw it too, but I feel like he's just more dangerous with his legs. Um, so I think LSU is going to find a way to win and cover just because I think, like, our off of last week, I think they're mad and it's a 6 p.m. game. That's the fact that it starts when it's not daylight. I think that's the only reason that I'm going to go LSU. Yeah, when I saw that the game was on. Originally, they had it depending on how they finished last week and how what Kentucky did. We were the um, we were an or we were six, either six p.m. ESPN or six thirty SEC nation um, network, but because Missouri and um Tech uh Kentucky lost last week, they got bumped to the SEC nation and we got the um the ESPN slot. Well, wonder which, why we got screwed with eleven a.m. Well, Arkansas sucks. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um. It's yeah. homecoming. A homecoming's got to be at eleven a.m. So you can spend the rest of the day celebrating all the alumni being back in town. Bro, the parade starts at seven a.m. <laughs> Are you going to be in attendance for that parade, Jacob Holman? No, I will not be in attendance for that parade. Screw that parade. No disrespect to all the alumni that's ever come to the University of Alabama. I respect you and everything you have. Next. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me. I will say that when I saw the six p.m., I was like. I was excited because as a fan, I've never been to Death Valley. So I'm I'm really excited to see the atmosphere. You know, hopefully I'm not assaulted or like end up on the wrong side of Baton Rouge and get shot or something like that. But I was excited. I'm going. We are. um, Everybody, this may be the last episode of it. (laughs) That you ever see. Uh, You know, if something happens to me this week, I would like a whole episode talking about me and then you find you a co-host to continue in my legacy. But I wish wish we would have swapped with y'all so we could have had LSU at 11 a.m. You might have a chance then. 
it, you know, as the team, it helps us. As a fan, I'm excited to see the six o'clock game. Yeah, it, it, night night experience in Death Valley. I bet it's different. I've obviously never been, but hopefully, I can get that experience next year. But probably, right. good, probably good thing you didn't go last year. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> legal, legal block in the back. We're not going to talk about it though. Anyway. No, I, I didn't see it. All right, next is. Next is the um, college football game of the week. Game day is going to be there. Number eight, Oregon, 5-0, 2-0 in Pac-12 play. At number seven, Washington, 5-0, 2-0 in Pac-12 play. Um, Washington's favored by three, and the game is 2.30 Central. I believe that's 12.30 Central or 12.30 um, Pacific time. 12.30 Pacific, yeah. Yeah. Um, this game features, if I'm not mistaken, I looked at the Heisman odds earlier today, and I think it went – Penix, Bo. I could be wrong. Bo might have been three or four, but Penix I saw was favored. So the Heisman favorite right now and a top five Heisman candidate right now. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored this week. And I just think Oregon's going to win, but they're not going to win by a lot. Oregon's going to pull up the upset in a anywhere from a three to seven point fashion. Yeah, I think I think Oregon wins. Um, I think they're both really good football teams, really good quarterbacks. Um, I just feel like like Bo has more experience in bigger games. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. So I think that experience with a, I, I think he's got a really good, really good culture at Oregon too. Dan Lanning's a great head coach. So I think that they're going to go into um, is it Pull not Pullman? That's Washington State, Seattle. Are they in Seattle? Yeah, they're on the outskirts of Seattle. Well. Wherever they are, Oregon's gonna go in there and pull the upset off. Yeah, um, you know we talked about Bo uh, experience in these games. Um, he hasn't always played well in them. That's fair. Um, something that comes to mind last year was when Oregon played UGA to start the year. Yeah, and they, they lost by like forty something. In Dan Lanning's first game as a head coach, um, they whooped him but, like whoops his son. Yeah, that's a, we don't have any of that. That's slander. Um, on this show, but. I feel like Washington is definitely not that UGA defense from last year. And um, Bo will be able to do enough to get his team to win. It probably won't be a perfect game because, you know, emotion is going to be high coming into the game. You're going to be adrenaline rushing. You know, I might be too excited to play the game, but he's going to settle down and um, Oregon will get the job done. I feel like these two are bigger rivals than, like, they are with the other team in their state. Like, I feel like Oregon and Washington are bigger rivals than Oregon State and Washington Washington State. Uh, yeah, I, t- I mean, yeah, I'd say this game is better. Um, definitely more talented teams every year. That's for sure. Yeah, but I, um, I, I think they hate, like, I think they hate each other, like, a lot more than the other two schools. Because, I mean, the other two, they don't really have a, obviously they have a rivalry, but I don't think the history is. Well, what do they call that Oregon, Oregon State rivalry? Is it, um, it's a weird name, is it not? Let's I think see. I'm to know this. The Civil War. They call it the Civil War. Which is like, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. that's just a little odd one. You don't when you think Civil War, you definitely do not think Oregon, Oregon State. No, they like, weren't. They weren't even like territories during the Civil War. So, you know, yeah, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Next on the agenda is number ten, USC. That is Southern Cal, USC, six and zero after a struggle win at Arizona. Or, I think it was at Arizona last week. No, They're it was at, at it was at home. It was at home. Wow, that makes that even worse. At number twenty-one, Notre Dame, who is five and two. Um, Notre Dame has lost to Ohio State and Louisville. 
Both teams are undefeated. Um, and they Notre Dame is favored by three points, and it's a 6.30 Central um, game. Jacob, what we got? So you just said Notre Dame has lost both of their games, and both of the teams they lost to are undefeated now, right? Right. It's going to happen again. I think if – I mean – I say USC upset, but I, I don't. I don't. I think USC is a better team, but I think they're giving the nod to Notre Dame because it's at home. But mm-hmm. I think I think USC is going to handle business. I think they're going to show, you know, I think they're going to show people that last week was just a, a slip up and that they're going to win big. I don't know. See, I was tempted to pick the um, Southern Cal in this game too, but I, Southern Cal's defense defense is atrocious. Like really, really bad. Like. Of the top, I guess they're the number ten team in the country. Of the top ten teams in the country, they definitely have to. Um, they definitely have to. Um, the worst defense in the um, in the top ten. Caleb Williams though is a generational talent at um, quarterback. He's got loads of receiver talent around him with um, I think it's Zacharias Branch and then Braden Rice, I believe, which is Jerry Rice's son. Um, Notre Dame has Sam Hartman. Uh, they have the running back's name that I butcher every time I say it, so I'm not going to say that. The game, like we said, is at Notre Dame. And Notre Dame, it's hard just to not give them the, the nod at home because of how they've lost. They lost in that last second play versus Ohio State right there at the end. And then they lost to Louisville last week on a severely underrated Louisville team that they're, they're Louisville starting to show now. So I think Notre Dame will be able to get the job done. I think Notre Dame will – win in a very high-scoring game, Jacob. I think this game is going to get into the 40s, maybe the 50s, because of how high-scoring, how bad Southern Cal's defense is. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Uh, it was I had Notre Dame at first, which script writers told me to change it, of course. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it could go either, either way, really. I just think USC is going to find a way to win it close. I would is it three? Is it spread three? It's three. They may win by two. I don't know, but I think they're going to find a way to win. All right. Next is number 25, Miami, who is four and one, 0 oh and one in ACC play after losing their first ACC game last week to Georgia Tech on some baffling play or head coaching decisions, offense coordinator decisions, whatever you want to call it. At number 12, um, North Carolina, UNC is five and 0, oh, two and 0 oh in. ACC play. Um, UNC is favored by 3.5, and it is a 6.30 central clock kick, so 7.30 Eastern. And I really don't see no way North Carolina loses this game. You got Drake May, and really that's all you need to say. You got Drake May. Um, so I think UNC, UNC will win. I think they will cover, and I think it will be a lot bigger victory than 3.5. Yeah, I agree with you. I think – I think UNC is going to win big, especially with it being at night at home. I, mean, I can see you. I can see Miami coming out with a little fire just because of how last week ended. That was, I don't understand. Like that was, why not just need it and go home? I know. I mean, and I'll, I want to touch back on this. Back to the Alabama A and M game. Bama almost did something very sim- Trust similar. Me. Trust me. I hope every one of my every one of the people that lives in this apartment complex heard me yell. Like what are you doing, like I would say, there may be some other words in there that, um, as my father is listening to this, I did not say. Of course, I'm holy, wild heart there. Anything, anything. I don't. I didn't understand. I mean, it's <laughs> why throw the ball on first down? 
Because then you then you don't have to worry about throwing the ball out of bounds. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you really think about it, the ball went out of bounds with one second left on the clock. Which I, I was I was screaming at my TV, you know, give them the one second. Of course but you were. <laughs> and then you're in the group chat. Was that technically um intentional grounding, bro? Or that technically Which, intentional grounding, bro? God, you're such an Auburn fan. Look, that was a like I could care I could care less. Um, I wanted Alabama to win because I picked Alabama to win so I could keep hating on A and M. But like, I, but that was kind of like I really didn't know if that was going to be a titular grounding or not because it hit. Was it Otis? Yeah, it, Otis. Hit, it hit. Um, hit his hand before it hit the ground. Uh, don't really have time to go into that deep conversation that we had in our group chat. So, um, you picked UNC to win and cover. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Um, next we got number eighteen UCLA, who is four and one. One and one in uh, Pac-12 play at number fifteen Oregon State five and one two and one in Pac-12 play. Uh, again, it's another three point five spread in Oregon State's favor, and it is a seven p.m. Central clock kick, so it would be five p.m. Pacific time. Um, I'm going to take the home team here. I think if it was at UCLA, I'd have took UCLA, um, but I think DJ is going to be able to get his team to win the game, and you know, three point five is a Close number, so I wish it was a little higher of a spread so I could pick UCLA to cover. But I think Oregon State will win and cover, Jacob. Yeah, I'm going to go with UCLA to upset them. Um, one, it's just I feel like I don't want to keep saying that Oregon State is not legit, but I don't know. I just think UCLA is going to find a way to find a way to win. Chip Kelly does what he does and wins games. He was a that man was just a incredible coach when he was at um Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, was he at Oregon when Auburn played him in the national championship? Yep, he was. He was up there for um, I can't think of the the quarterback's name now because we used to run him all the time in that Oregon offense on NCAA thirteen and all that. But um, yeah, he was at Oregon and then he went to the Eagles. Then I think he went from the Eagles back to the college ranks to UCLA. Yeah, but yeah, UCLA gets the win. University of California, Los Angeles. For all those that didn't know, that's what they're <laughs> but. Um, next, we got number three, Ohio State, five and zero, two and zero, in a Big Ten play at Purdue, who is two and four, um, one and two in a Big Ten play. It's eleven a.m. kick. Um, Oregon State, or sorry, Ohio State is favored by nineteen point five. And the reason we put, we put this game on here is because the last time that Oregon State, oh, gosh, I keep doing that, Ohio State went in to um, Purdue was when Purdue beat the brakes off of them with Rondell Moore. Um, as let me say that I rephrase that when Ohio State was ranked going into um, Purdue, um, and I think it was ranked in the top five, Purdue ended up beating them and beating them pretty convincingly. Rondell Moore, does that happen this time, Jacob? No, I the reason I say no is because it's a day game. I think if it was at night, maybe. Um, but I think, I think I want to say Purdue covers, but. That's what I'm going to go with. Ohio State wins. Purdue keeps it close. All right. Yeah, I think Ohio State's going to win. I think they're going to cover, too. Um, Ohio State, you know, two words, three words, technically, if you want to say. Marvin Harrison, Jr., um, yeah. he's the real deal. So, I think um, I think Ohio State will win. Um, last game on our pick them is going to be UNC, who is 4-2, and 1-1 one one in ACC play at number 17, Duke. Duke is 4-1. What did I say? Did I say UNC? UNC, yeah. 
Yeah. Gosh, I'm not, you know, we just don't have it tonight. NC State, four and two, one and one in ACC play at number 17, Duke. Duke is four and one in, um, and one and oh in ACC play. Duke is favored by 3.5, and it is a 7 p.m. kick, 8 p.m. Um, Eastern time. I think Duke, Riley Leonard is going to get the job done, and Duke will win, and Duke will cover Jacob. Yeah, I think the same thing is he, I know he took a, I know he had a bad end, like, it looked the injury looked bad at the end of um, Notre Dame. Is he back fully healthy? Uh, let's look at the update. Because it said he's unclear. He's unclear. I, I wish we were doing this Friday. You know where we where we could see what he, what he's gonna do. But I'm gonna go on out of limb and say he's gonna play. And because he's gonna play, Duke will beat UNC. And UNC struggled last week with Marshall. Um, it was gosh, NC State struggled. Last week with Marshall, and uh, I think the game was forty-eight to forty-one. So Duke is gonna is gonna win. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I think Brennan Armstrong's a decent quarterback. I just don't think he's anything de- like spectacular. So um, give me give me Duke either way. I think Duke's gonna win. I think they're gonna cover the three and a half. It's pretty much a, almost like a pick them at that point. So I guess not really, but yeah, give me give me Duke to win and cover. All right, Jacob, go ahead and talk about America's team. Yeah. All right. So since this is a Wednesday night recording, usually do this on Thursday, but because the because God's team, um, the Gordo Green Wave, are playing at Fayette County um tomorrow night. Gotta gotta do it tonight because we have obligations. We were both we were both being attendance. Am, am I right? Well, I, I will be in attendance. I will be in, I will be there for um I will be in Fayette, Alabama to witness my Gordo Green Wave dominate the yeah. Fayette Tigers. Um, the, sp- the spread, 29.5, which is kind of a big number for a 4-2 and two Fayette team and a Gordo team of 6-1 Gordo team, especially at Fayette. Yeah. But, um, Dude, I don't know, man. I kind of like – <laughs> like, Gordo's going to cover that spread. Gordo's going to win by 35. You heard it here, folks, guys. Gordo, Ethan Wilder had a five-touchdown game last week. Yeah. And he's going to have a four touchdown game this week. The three, he's going to have a three touchdown um, versus Fayette. He's going to show them Tigers that in the battle of I fifty nine, Gordo one fifty nine. Gosh, <laughs> Gordo, it's been a long week, Jacob. It has been a long week. Fall breaks, fall break will start for me at twelve o'clock tomorrow, and I'm already on fall break time. But back to what I was saying, Ethan Wilder will show the Fayette Tigers who runs the battle of one fifty nine. Who scores the first touchdown? Um, I think it's going to be – I'm going to go Ethan. I think Ethan's going to be a running back in this position, and I think they're just going to run a straight Sarah, Sally. And um, hey, Stop telling the plays, Wells. I didn't tell them the plays. Everybody – all right, they're going to run zone left. And Gordo <laughs> is going to score on, on with Ethan Wilder. Yeah, I think Gordo – I think Gordo's obviously going to win. 20, 29 and a half, no-brainer. Um. I know, I know the mighty, the best, the best OC ever. Um, Coy Chapman will will make sure he hears this and um, make sure his team covers because you know that's what that's what elite elite teams do. They cover. So, would you say this is Gordo's maybe third rival, like as far as area teams? Maybe Aliceville. I think you would say ACA, Northside, maybe Reformer Aliceville, and then Fayette. I I feel like ACA's one Fayette's two. Right. You think Fayette's two? Yeah, I mean, it's a t- either way. It's a top three, right? Yeah, I think they play Fayette more than they do 
Northside, obviously they play Fed every year. It used to be, or now it's a, it's a region game. So yeah, I mean, big time rivals, and it's and it's really close. Nobody likes each other. I mean, just I hope I hope there are fists thrown towards our. So yeah, but, we don't want no personal fouls on Gordo. Wait, no. Well, you know, you know, Fed's gonna have, have the Marion County officials, so <laughs> and they're gonna be trying to bend us over, anyways. So, you know. All right, before we get all riled up here, let's go ahead and uh, jump into our super dogs. Um, my super dogs of the week, I have Wyoming covering the ten and a half at Air Force. Wyoming is five and one with their only loss at Texas. Um, Air Force is five and zero, oh, so it's a really good, two really good group of five teams playing. Um, sadly, I'm not going to support the troops here. Well, let me say this: I think Air Force will win the game. Okay, but good. I but I, but I think Wyoming will cover that ten and a half. So I'm kind of supporting the troops here. And then next, I have BYU upsetting TCU with the game being um in Fort Worth. Fort Worth. The, the spread is a uh, six. Big Mormon guy here. Um, soaking up that victory. I hate you so much. <laughs> um, I have it. Indiana going to Michigan and covering 33 and a half. I feel like that's a big number. Um, I don't know if Michigan's going to score that much with it being a Big Ten team. Who knows? But I think that's what's going to happen. And then mm-hmm. UAB upsets. Well, was it UTSA? Yeah, and I think the spread was but nine not, and a half. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like the I like the Indiana pick. I was looking at it. Um, Michigan dominated whoever they played last week. Was it? I think Maryland. Maybe I don't know. Oh, Ohio State played Maryland. Yeah, that's right. Michigan dominated whoever they were, and Indiana kept it close versus um, Ohio State when they started the year. I think that game was twenty-three to three. So I kind of like the Indiana pick, and then I was the UAB Blazers will go into UTSA after having a great win at South Florida last week. That's what I'm thinking too. So I was going to post that anyways, but um, this has been episode twelve. Of right, episode 12. Yeah, this has been episode 12 of It Just Means Less. We appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you next week.